Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about Dead to Me, season three. Debbie is back to join me. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Well, hi, Diana, and thank you for having me back. Of course. I had to have you back. We had so much fun. (laughs) We did. I loved it. It was so much fun. And it really made me watch this series um, a little bit closer and take some good notes and just enjoy it tremendously so that I could share my thoughts. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And of course, this show, Dead to Me, is about these two women who are, who become friends. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, wouldn't it be fitting to have a question of the day that pertains to friendship? So I thought there are so many TV shows and movies about friendship. So the question of the day is, what is your favorite TV show or movie about friendship? Well, I'll share with you my recent favorite TV show about friendship. The newest one that's out is season two of Firefly Lane with Katherine Heigl and is it Sarah Chalk? I think so. Yes, Sarah Chalk. Is that Chalk. how you say her last, uh-huh. name, last name? Complete opposites um, with a friendship spanning. I, I, I'm not even 100% sure, but I think it's 30 or 40 years, maybe even more. Um, complete opposites that you would never think that they would be friends, but it shows them through thick and through thin, loss and loves. Reminds me of a lot of my friendships. And honestly, friends, you know way too much about me, to be honest with you. <laughs> what about you? What, what? Oh my gosh, there's so many. And I'm so, I'm so glad you said that because I, I like Firefly. Fly, that's a tongue twister. You cannot say it three times in a row. Firefly Lane. Yep. There we go. There you go. That's a good one. I was thinking, my mind went to older things. I mm-hmm. thought about Thelma and Louise. Yeah. I thought about. The Odd Couple. Oh my which goodness! Is so old, <laughs> but that's not one of my favorites. But it just you know it went through my mind because a lot of these have to do with people that are opposite from each Absolutely. other, and how people complement each other, and how it works. And you see these different things. But you know what I really love is Grace and Frankie, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. I love that show. It was what drew me to Netflix originally. Yeah. Because they were on it. And I love they're hilarious actresses as it is. And just to see them together and how opposite they are and how they came together or come together. It's just a it's just a really and being older, an Mm -hmm. older generation. They just crack me up. They're so funny. So I really love that show. And did I just say friends or did I not say friends? No, friends, but yes. Yeah. So friends is so great because, right, it's about friendship and yeah. I just love it. It's my, you know, thing that I watch every time when I'm going to sleep, I put it on. Do you really? It's my, oh, how funny. It's my lullaby. Yeah. yeah it's my yeah. lullaby. <laughs> It's one of my favorite shows. I could watch every episode over and over again and still enjoy it 100%. Yeah, I know. It's so fun. It's so good. That's why it's so popular and it's still playing. Yeah. Okay, so friends out there, let us know what you think. What is your favorite TV show or movie about friendship? We would love to know. You can leave us a comment on social media, our website, or email at screensinfocus at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. The links are in the show notes. Okay, Debbie, I 
love this show, Dead to Me. It's me too. So funny. And I you know what I I can't recall what actually drew me to watch it in the first place, but when I watched the first episode, I was sucked in. So what about you? How did you come to know about Dead to Me? Well, you know, I'm a big Netflix freak. I recently don't even have regular TV as well. So I've been waiting for this show to come back. I had heard about it coming back for the third season. But as for the original, when it came out, I don't even really know what drew it to me. But I think it's got to be Christina Applegate. But really, I, it's probably Linda Cardinelli. I love both actresses so much. Um, they're both so different, so expressive, so funny. They fit those roles perfectly. I love the premise of the show. I was excited to see what they would each bring to their character. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan. I think the first show, when you said Grace and Frankie might have been your reason why you were um, watching Netflix, I know for a fact the reason why I started watching Netflix is Bloodline with um, Kyle Chandler and Linda Cardinelli. And I've never really been a big Linda Cardinelli fan. I think she was in Freaks and Geeks. I never got into that show. I love that show, by the way. I just watched it like... Um, maybe two years ago because Brooke had said she was watching it. And so, and she said it was based on the eighties. So I turned it on. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I totally missed this. However many years ago it was like 10, 15 years ago. That was made maybe even longer. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It's actually really good, but I love eighties. I love eighties. You know, Debbie, I I know you love the (laughs) eighties. I just had an 80s party, people. Yes, so, you did. Uh, but uh, it, it's just, it's a fun show. Yeah. And she was also in She ER. was in ER, absolutely. Yep, yeah. yep. So. Well, so she was my favorite. And then, of course, we've all followed Christina Applegate through yeah. um, Married with Children, which, oh my God, her yes. ca- character Kelly was a crack up. <laughs> so, so inappropriate and so wrong, but so funny. And then I loved her in Bad Moms. Oh, my gosh. She was the worst in that. She was such a bitch. (laughs) I don't think I watched it. Oh, my goodness. You have to see. Well, there's a. I think there's a Bad Moms 1 and 2. I think Bad Moms 1 is probably better, but you got to see both of them if you haven't. It's a great holiday movie as well. Put that on my list of holiday movies to watch. But then really one of my favorite movies that people probably don't even remember is called The Sweetest Thing. With Cameron Diaz and Christina Applegate. I can't remember who the third person is in there. Anyways, I was so looking forward to uh, this show, Dead to Me. Seems so different and unique. Was looking forward to push the limits and really just see what they brought to the table. And they really did. It was different and unique and fun and funny and sad and a tearjerker and yet weird. I mean, (laughs) you know, um, anyways, when they figured out, it threw me for a loop and I just really completely, to be honest with you, the finale is a bittersweet, um, uh, finale season three and hold on to your seat. It's not quite as suspenseful. If you haven't seen them, you have to watch them. Not quite as suspenseful as I think season one and two were, but it kind of wraps things up really nicely. Yeah. And sort of how they ended it. And I say that with a ha ha because 
the ending kind of still left me hanging, to be honest with you. I was like, wait, that's it? Oh, my God. Well, Anyways, in a good way. I think in, in a, a good, good way. way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These shows. Anyway, so you tell me what you think about it. I love both these actresses so much. They're so good. They're they so are. good. And like you had said, Christina Applegate, they're both really good. But I think me too, I lean toward it because of Christina Applegate. Yeah. And she's just so funny as Jen. All her swearing, it's just, <laughs> it's a crack up. She does it so well. She does. And, and, you know, her character is quick thinking and she's abrasive and, but she's also to the point. And I also think even with all those things, She's also endearing somehow because you would think, who wants to be around this person? She's always blunt and you're so abrasive, but there's just something about her. Mm. I would want to be around her. There's something kind of cool. And then with Judy, she's kind and yeah. optimistic. Uh, she can be impulsive, but she's very selfless. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just together, they just make the greatest team. And I love that. And I we agree. had talked to earlier uh, we tend to like the friendship shows where there's opposites mm -hmm. that somehow, um, you know, grow with each other. And so that happens here because they Absolutely. are totally opposites. Absolutely. But I love it. I love I, watching I, them. I'd be curious to, to to count how many times she says the F word, especially in season oh, three. Oh, my I goodness. wonder. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to give just a brief recap of you know, one and two. Okay. And then we'll go into season three. So these women came together at a grief counseling circle in season one. Jen's husband was killed. And we find out soon enough that Judy was in the car that struck and killed Jen's husband. And then the secrets, lies, and mayhem begin as does their friendship. Mm -hmm. And then in season two, Jen ends up killing Steve, Judy's ex-fiance. It's so complicated. <laughs> so weird. I know, isn't it so funny? It's such a story. And and he has a twin brother, Ben, <laughs> who shows up and is played by James Marsden. And of course, the relationship deepens between these two women in season two. And the finale of that season leaves us with another hit and run. Mm-hmm with Ben as a drunk driver and Jen and Judy in a dire situation. Yep. So it leads us into season three. And so we're going to start with episode one. We'll talk then about their characters and their relationships, and then we'll get into the emotional finale. Huh. Okay, so episode one, Jen and Judy are at the beach. Yeah. And of course, it appears to be some sort of dream because reality hits and Jen is being wheeled into the ER after a hit and run. So tell me, what did you think of this first episode? Well, it was telling that, you know, they picked up right where they left off. So I was glad that they do that. Some of these shows, they have a gap and you're like, what happened during all this time? Yeah. So I love that mm -hmm. they picked right, right up. But at first I'm like, wait, is this a dream? Is this reality? Did she die? What happened? And then of course we see her being willed in. It was a dream sequence and she's been hurt. Um, and then also this will come up later too, but the damn bird keeps coming up in, in, uh, flashbacks, which later, you know, we remember was the supposed weapon that was used to kill Steve, who is, yeah. uh, uh, Judy's 
ex-fiance. Anyways, when they're in the hospital, what I loved about it is the camaraderie between the two. So funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but there was a, a key phrase. I forget if it was Jen or Judy that said they didn't want to have the CT scan. And then she mm-hmm. said, my body, my choice. Like the writers are brilliant to throw that in there. That's current, current events. Right. Yeah. Totally what we're going on in the world today. So smart and funny. Any other show, you know, different than any other show out there. So kudos to the writing staff for, for adding that in. So that was, I love that. What about you? What'd you think about that first dream sequence and where they ended up? Well, I so agree with you. The writing is so good, Mm -hmm. so clever. It's hilarious. That scene in the hospital (laughs) where (laughs) Jen says, okay, I'm going to swear here. Because that's what was in there. That's what was in and there. I don't even remember. I don't remember exactly what they said, but Jen says, "Just get the fucking doctor." And then, <laughs> and then Judy's all, "Can you get the fucking doctor?" And it says it really sweetly. Yes. And then the nurse says, "I'll look for the fucking doctor." <laughs> just crack so funny. They all swear. It's just, oh my god, it's hilarious. It just cracks me up. It was perfect. And it's just their deliveries, right? It was each of them delivered it a a different way. Mm -hmm. And it just worked because they were all talking about the same thing. And so, and that's just the beginning. And there was so much, there's so much subtlety in what these um, actresses do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key. That's what we all pick up on. That's what we love. Because one is talking and the other one is saying these little things or giving reactions right behind it. And I'm like, this is so good and so yeah. hilarious. Whoever's directing it, I don't know if it's the actresses themselves, which I think a lot of it is, but it might be directional too. So mm-hmm. I just love, I love this first episode. I feel like it really moves the story forward. Um, after the hit and run, Jen says, they are cursed. And then Judy says, there is a reason and their personalities and perspective really are shining through in mm-hmm. this episode. And I love that with the writing, there's no words that are wasted. Everything has a purpose. Yeah. There are these foreshadowings and double meanings. It's just so smartly written. And then they share their backstories with their mothers, which gives their character more depth and Oh, that's when they have the scans. And see, even this minor thing, right? They have the accidents, they have the scans, which just seems normal. But then that scan gives Judy her diagnosis, well, not diagnosis, but you know, that there's something there. Right. Of course, Jen is the one who gets it. But that's it's so purposeful, right? Yes. We didn't know that. We're just thinking, oh, she's getting a scan and then it comes into play later on. So I just think that all of that is so... Well done. Of course, we see Charlie and Ben. We see, you know, how Ben is reacting to what he's done. Yes. And and both their relationship together and how Charlie drives Ben to the hospital and Ben's. But Ben uh, doesn't even. Ben Ben knows he had the accident, but he doesn't know he hit them at that point. True. Right? True. And he slowly reveals itself. Yes. But isn't that what's so funny? Because. As each season we see, even themselves realize certain things, and mm-hmm. then they're trying to cover it up. Yes. 
And oh, there's so, so much here, cover up. Yeah. And so here Ben is trying to cover up yes. his wrongdoing. Right. It's just so funny. While the other two are tr- trying to cover up their past uh, exactly. wrongdoing. So yeah. it's just funny because it just keeps going and going and going. And Charlie is just, he's such a great addition to this whole Oh, such a good to all of them because sometimes he has to be the same one that says what's going on tell me the truth i need to know what's going on here uh but it but the one of the main things that we see that begins in this episode what's actually it's in the whole series is that ben and jen are having flashes of their actions Mm -hmm. so you know guilt really plays a major role in this whole series Okay, so let's talk about Jen and Judy and their relationship. And so how do you view them and their relationship? Well, I think, again, we talk about, you know, how opposites attract. And I think that's kind of true in real life, too. But, you know, their relationship comes from a horrible consequence. You know, they meet in this guilt. I mean, in the uh, where they met in the beginning. The, the grief um, circle? Grief yeah, the circle, circle, the grief counseling circle. So they meet there and, you know, if anybody's ever been through any kind of grief counseling or what have you, it's not easy to actually make friends with people because everybody's going through their own thing. So yeah. for them to be able to have that bond and to to meet up and then become the kind of friends that they were, you just, you cheer for it because they've both been through so much. You can tell they're both so hurt. They've been through so much. I, when you mentioned Thelma and Louise as being best friend shows, and I kind of, liken them to the Thelma and Louise of this time era, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Judy is a comedic sense. In right? a comedic sense. Absolutely. Way different, but you know, just that they're, <laughs> they're both so different and unique and yet they have this bond and they don't even know at this point, uh, what their bond is going to be like as it grows throughout their, their time frame until, mm-hmm. you know, the end. Judy is so not naive. We know that. But she's so, like you said, she's so sweet and she's kind and generous. I mean, she works with old, older people in a, in a care facility. That's what she does. Um, we continue to see that gentle and loving side. And then I feel like Jen finally opens up her walls and she kind of feeds off of that side of Judy. And because, uh, Jen's personality is super strong and hard and she's got these walls up, but yet, Judy comes into her life and you can't not kind of start to change the way you right. see things and the way you feel when you're around somebody like that. So yeah. we, we see this season really, even though she still says the F bombs and she's still bitchy in her own way and what have you, we really see that those walls start to break down. And I believe it's because of this friendship with Judy. And I believe that that changes her future forever. So it does. It totally does. So I realized how altruistic Judy was this season. It really hit me, I think, the second time that I watched this through. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, we saw see how kind she is, but I didn't realize how she put everybody above herself, Mm -hmm. their well-being. I noticed it so much. Here she's the one who has cancer, but she's worried about how other how it impacts other, other people. people. And also not just that, but somebody would bring up something, their own issue, and it wasn't as 
I can't even pinpoint the exact thing, but I just noticed it so much. Somebody else would say um, what was happening in their life or what was happening right now. She goes, oh, that must be really horrible for you. Mm -hmm. And she's just recognizing what they're going through. And but but what I do like and that the writers did with this is that they do show how she's feeling. Yeah, they do show moments where she's trying to figure out how to navigate how to move forward, right, which I really right. appreciated. Because yeah. a lot of shows don't do that. Yeah, or they do it basically as a reaction or mm-hmm. an action with. But with this show, I feel like we had those moments where Judy would just look off or stare up into the ceiling or the stars or whatever it might be. And I thought, oh, I'm going to jump forward because I just thought of a moment when she finds out that Jen is pregnant. Oh, And she runs and jumps into the pool and screams in the pool. Oh, because she it just is killing her because she wanted a baby. She wanted a baby so bad. Yeah. And she had the miscarriage and she just screams in that she wants to scream, but she doesn't want to have she doesn't want to have Jen see this. Yes. Right? Or anybody really. Yes. So she's so so, keep keeps that to herself and you're right. That that moment was something else. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it, it's their relationship is just uh, it's just really special, mm-hmm. and these people are really special. And in episode five is when Judy finally tells Jen that she has cancer and doesn't want to be a burden. And Jen mm-hmm. Jen says, "F you, you're not a burden. You are my friend." Well, she says, "F and friend," and I would do anything for you, anything. And they were just crying there. Yeah. I. Of course, my eyes were all welled up with tears. I'm sure yours were too, Absolutely. And then they hug. And, and then Jen Jen tells Judy everything will be okay. Yeah. Which is cool because it's kind of like you said that she's finally changing. Like she has to be there for her now and try she, to be as strong as she can. Yeah. Which is hard for her. And she doesn't want to show how she's feeling. And so later on, when she's with um, Detective Perez, Mm -hmm. she's in the car and she just breaks down. Yeah, Yeah, because she's like, I just don't want to lose her. Mm -hmm. And I don't want her to see me like this. So yeah, ooh, their friendship, man. I know. So were you surprised that they wrote in the cancer? Because at first, I kept thinking, oh, is she going to get better? But then they they played that whole out, yeah. right? And yeah. so I was a little surprised, but at the same time, since it was I, I mean, I knew it was the finale, I think they the the writers just decided to go in that direction and it was probably between one of the one of the two girls. And to be honest with you, with everything going on in Christina Applegate's life in real life now, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have felt if it had been her. I mean, I know, right? That would have been, and you know, this was written well before they knew, right? Well, so, we th- we think, but I think she was going through this before. D- she didn't. They say from out there, she yeah. didn't get her diagnosis until, until after. Started. Yeah, they were already filming. And then she had her diagnosis and they had to take like a big, big, huge chunk big of months off break yeah, for her to go through treatment and do all that. And then she came back. So interesting. Um, 
Yeah, you just never yeah, know, right? I know, right? It is interesting because, like I said, first I was kind of surprised that they, you know, had her have cancer and then mm-hmm. they had her actually have stage four where it was um, terminal. Uh, terminal, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I guess she could have gone through more treatment and trials, but she didn't. But at the same time, this show deals with so much death mm-hmm. and grief and emotion and comedy. So right. I guess why not put that in there, right? Because it is real life. It is, absolutely. I mean, they tackle exactly what I think relationships go through, friendships go through. And mm-hmm. I think that's why so many people could probably relate with it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's talk about Jen and Judy's love interest. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so let's talk about Ben with Jen. So James Marsden as Ben. Oh my gosh. He is so funny. I've loved him forever. He's great, but I had no idea how, how His comedic funny chops. he was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's always like this nice looking guy. Yeah. He kind of can play a jerk sometimes because, you know, he is this nice looking guy. But he was as Ben, like, I think I saw him more as Steve in other roles. Yeah. In other out there. But his portrayal as Ben was so revealing to me. I loved how goofy he was. He wants <laughs> to take this bubble bath. Oh, that was so funny. After they have sex. And then her son Charlie comes in. He just turns around, looks at him. <laughs> look oh on Charlie's face. And he's like, you know, he's taking a bubble bath. And then when they take him to the grief counseling circle after he finds out his, they find his brother's body. Body, yeah. And they take him to the grief counseling circle and he just is like wailing. It's, he goes through all these range of emotions and he says, um, Something like, oh, doesn't this person have any remorse? And then Jen and Judy in the background are mumbling oh my goodness. Uh, under their breath. Oh, yes, of course he does. Oh, my gosh. It's just so funny. It's so funny. And then he sings a couple times. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he can sing, too. This is, like, incredible. He's such a well-rounded actor. I love him. I think it's hilarious. He's and then, of course, the pregnancy. I, and oh, it's so funny because Christina Applegate says, I'm 100 years old. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. So yeah. Well, I also love James Marsden. We don't really see Steve too much except in flashbacks. And we know his right. character is a jerk. Well, he might have been. Yeah, I think it was mostly in flashbacks. Well, season one, we saw him. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen season one. Um, I know. It's we were just talking about that. It's like, oh, my goodness, it's been so long. But he was such a dick. I mean, he really was. And then Ben is this goofy character. He's sweet, silly, has a huge heart. You're right. He's he's He wants to take a bubble bath. And there's nothing. He doesn't think anything silly about that. He's like, I just want to take a bath. Can I take a bath? And um, he seems a bit dumb. A little bit dumb and naive. <laughs> He's actually perfect for Judy, but you know, he, know, right? he connects with Jen, interestingly oh, so enough. Funny. Um, yeah. but I love that they've made him so different than his brother. <sighs> my, one of my favorite scenes, it's so creepy, is the one it's where so creepy. Well, it is Jen. 
I, I don't know. I don't remember how she, she was knocking on those doors and trying to find a place to escape. And she ends up in this double <gasps> doll room. Oh, yes. That was so bizarre. It okay, was so yeah. weird out of nowhere. And she ends up in this double doll room. And then, you know, she calls them on the phone. She's like looking around and these double doll. And basically, it's a room full of dolls from floor to ceiling, like a huge book room. But it's all these double dolls. So not just single dolls that the mom collected, but she's got two of everything uh, indicative of her sons. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. To me, it was kind of sad in a way because the mom's like trying to relive this this maybe this life that she wished her boys had together. Because usually when you have twins, they're close and they're they're good boys together. And I don't know how they were when they were kids, but as adults, they're right. so opposite. They're not yeah. friends. We see that. I mean, at one scene, Steve punches uh, Ben out because Ben's drunk. And, you know, we see more about that later on in the accident when it comes to light what happened, yeah. actually. And Ben's in the back of the car. And then, you know, he kind of blames himself for that whole accident. But anyways, um, yeah, I just wonder, is is the mom trying to relive this life with these two boys and wants these two dolls to remind herself her sons? Or is she just weird? Because she's actually know, kind of a right? weird character. I, yeah. I forget who this lady is. She's been in she's so really many good. movies. She's such a good actress. She uh, was in American Horror Story. Yeah, I think I'm going to so. have to look her up. What do you think about that whole situation between the relationship between them two and then also Judy and is it Michelle, her love interest? Yeah. So I, okay. So Judy gets to rekindle. Yeah. Rekindle. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. This relationship with Michelle, which I thought was really cool. And they talk about the restaurant and about Michelle's mom, but you know, they finally get together. So I'm glad that Judy had some connection, mm-hmm. you know, some romantic connection in her life. But I did not like the way Michelle handled it. No. Because I I can understand in a way, I guess. I don't know that she I, I'm glad at least I know I have mixed emotions thinking about this now that I'm thinking it through. Because I thought, wow, you you kind of ignored it. But then I think, well, maybe she really had to assessing and, and figure it out because it was the next day i assume yeah. that she went and said look and told I her to tell you i was awake i guess she could have just not done that and just kept waiting so right i'm glad she at least did it but she had some conscious you know consciousness to like to let her know i did hear this but yet her yeah i didn't like that she did that either i yeah it just yeah it kind of bothered me it was a moment did. that like, judy really needed her you could yeah. tell you know, and yet she wasn't there for her. That made me realize that she's not her person. That that was my same yeah, thought. Yeah. This isn't your person if that is her reaction. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, I'm wondering if the reason that they did that was because she says, you have a friend, meaning, um, she says something to the fact, oh, but you have Jen. Jen. And she goes, yeah. And that's when it clicks for Judy. I have to tell Jen. Mm-hmm. And that's when she does tell Jen. So it was her, kind of her motivating factor for finally coming clean about Absolutely. her diagnosis. And also, if Michelle had reacted uh, more supportively, then maybe Would they Jen, be together? 
yeah, they'd be together and she'd be, go off with her to right? the restaurant. So it had to sort of go this way mm-hmm. anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess that's what I have to say about their relationship. Right. Yeah, I do like that, that we see, you know, at the end with Jen and I know their names. I have to keep thinking, who am I talking about, Jen or Judy? Because they both start with a J. Right. But with Jen and Ben, that they finally, you know, do move forward with each other and with the kids. I'm glad mm-hmm. he gets along with the the boys. Oh, that's amazing. Like they're like he's their big brother, right? I know. Yeah. Right. It's good that they get along because Absolutely. they're going to have to. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the kids. What do you think of the, her kids? Those kids, they're, they were perfectly cast. I love, okay, so Charlie's the oldest son. And I think he's must be 16 because that, that grandma gives him the car and he didn't have a yeah. car before. So he must have just turned 16. He's the wisecracking troublemaker from school that you all love to hate. It just, just put it in a nutshell. Um, way more mature. He's been through a lot, but yet yeah. he's still a little jackass some, some ways. But he's somebody that really, he's helping Jen know. And he, I think he allows Jen to know no matter what happens, he'll always look out for his little brother, even if he is a little shit. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene with the boys together is the one where they're on the couch and Jen's just kind of hanging out and they're watching something on their tablet. She's all, what are you guys doing? And, uh, they kind of have a moment where she starts throwing popcorn at them and what have you. And I think in, for a while, you just kind of think the family's a little bit broken and they're not together. And yet at that point, then you see that they've really made this family unit with the three of them. And I love that. So there's the the younger son and he's such a, a, a sweet son, such a sweet mm-hmm. boy, Henry. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that little actor that plays him is perfectly cast for that role. Um, the scene where... He's in the hallway and he's talking with Ben and I can't remember what was going on, but he knows something's going on with Ben and he can just feel his sadness. He knows that Ben's brother's body's been found and all this. Uh, And he says to Ben, he wants to give him something. And Ben's assuming he's going to give him something, a gift. And he just gives him this big hug. And it brought a tear to my eye and I'm like, oh my God, that's why people have kids. That's why... Kids are so important to life because they haven't been uh, jaded. Jaded, <laughs> yeah. And they know that sometimes it doesn't take a thing or a, a a comment. It's just love. Anyways, the kid knows that, and he does a great job at that. So I just love both those boys. What What do you think about Charlie and Henry, Diana? Well, you know, it's funny as you were talking about them, I realized how much Charlie is like his mom in a way. I don't know, because you said, oh, he's kind of like this little shit. Yeah. But but I thought to myself, but he's endearing. And that's the same thing that I said about Jen in the beginning, right? Because they have this edge to them or or whatever it is, harshness. I I don't know what it is, but, but then they're just like, you can't help but like them. And, you know, it's hard to portray that. The fact that Jen can do it is awesome. But the fact that this young actor who plays Charlie can do that, that's saying a lot for him. Absolutely. And and also for Henry, too, being this sweet human being. So I just think that they're cast so perfectly, like you said. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's delivery just always cracks me up. The, the, the looks on his face, 
he's just so good because sometimes there are no words. He just turns around and gives this look and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so perfect. <laughs> and then he and Ben have that, their whole relationship. But at the same time, I love that Charlie calls Ben out mm -hmm. because at one point, Ben says, that's not me. Thank you for helping me, but that's not me. But then he gets drunk again. Mm -hmm. And Charlie says, oh, you said that wasn't you, but that was you. This, you're doing it again. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like He's playing the adult sometimes. Absolutely. Even though he's a kid and he reacts like a kid. Sometimes he has he says the best lines to them. I also like when uh, at the end, when they're watching henry do his dance mm -hmm. and and i'm jumping oh, to, uh, ahead yeah, but yeah. but we'll get we'll get to this later but i just want to bring up this moment with between charlie and his mom but and the she church. comes and sits down yeah yep. and he hugs her and he says i'm sorry mom and i just think it's so unlike him he that's not how he's been the whole time and all of a sudden, he does that. Very endearing. It's just so cool. And when, when you have a child who sees, oh my gosh, it almost makes me emotional. No. But when you have a child who sees that and hugs you and you're like, oh my God, my son recognizes that mm -hmm. I'm feeling this way and that I need this hug because he realizes how important, of course, he knows how important Judy was to all of them. And right. so I, it was just very heartfelt. And so yeah. I just loved when Charlie did that. So I Me just too. think he's a, he's a great kid. But also what's funny is Henry, Henry and his friend Shandy. Oh my gosh, that weird girl. Okay, he's hanging out with this weird girl. It's oh so my goodness. Funny. And she is perfectly cast too. It's just the looks on her face. <laughs> she's almost like a big bully i don't i, I don't know it. very bizarre she ties up the kid and <laughs> and the mom the other mom allows it whatever yeah, yeah. It is. it's just so so crazy. random so crazy it is random it is so random and i also want to bring up that the cranes that judy made for during chemo for henry oh yeah and how she comes and talks with him about it and how he, I thought that was a sweet moment too. Very and I sweet. actually forgot about it until I saw it the second time. And Henry shares with her about the book and the thousand uh, paper cranes mm -hmm. and that he wants to save his wish for Judy so that she will be okay. Mm -hmm. And then he tells her that she is his other mom. So sweet. And that just, Oh, that just gets her in her heart. And she's so thrilled with that. And it was just so sweet. Such a moment. So happy. Yeah. Okay. So let's head into the season finale. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. So, so much happened. They, <laughs> I know. So they go to Mexico on the lamb. They run into the Greek mafia. They get to their destination. And Judy makes a choice. Yeah. And so let's talk about all that. What did you think of the finale, Debbie? Well, okay. So you say they go to Mexico on the lamb. They certainly do. Judy's at this point, Judy has gone to Nick, the police, the police station, which is so funny. Laguna beach would have this huge bustling police station. And there's this one police 
officer <laughs> and the yeah. detective always in the room. I'm like, really? Come on, people. Anyways, <laughs> it's so funny. But she's she's gone to the police officer because she can't live with the guilt any longer. And she knows she's going to die. So she tells him the truth because or tells him what she believes is the truth or wants him to believe is the truth, I guess I should say, because she wants to take the brunt right. of the blame so that Jen will be fine. And she goes and she says, I, I've done all this stuff. I've done it all. I I was the murderer. I hid it from everybody. They don't know. They have no part of it. And she gets arrested and put on house arrest with a, with a uh, ankle bracelet. Ankle bra- yeah. And so anyways, they decide at that point, then, you know, her mom shows up and somehow convince her mom, right, to take the ankle bracelet instead and stay yeah. in California so they could take off to Mexico. I thought that was awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't want it to end. I knew that this was the best way for them to end was ending in where they're, they kind of dreamed about taking a vacation. They talked about it so much. Judy had said she's never really had a vacation or hadn't taken a vacation, but yet she goes to this place that's owned by her ex-fiance, this gorgeous mansion. So funny. They walk in and uh, Jen was saying it smells so musty, musty man's must like a musty mansion. Like what does a musty mansion (laughs) smell like? Are you kidding me? Anyways, you had, you mentioned this too. I think that it reminded me of the movie beaches. I caught Uh. that as well. And best girl bonding, walking on the beach. I mean, they're, they're ending their, their run at friendship with this amazing time together as, um, two people and everything that I would say, um, and just being present in the moment and spending time together. And of course, during this whole time, Judy's in a ton of pain. She's taking her gummies. She's probably high as a kite, but you know, that's the way it is. Anyways, um, what I also, what, what I, what was really important to me, I read a little bit about this, about Linda Cardinelli and Christina Applegate's friendship in real life and how Linda has been, really been there for Christina during this time. Um, and I just thought to myself, this amazing bond that they formed, over the years of filming this show um, is now coming to an end and the realization that, you know, they'll never get this time back. I mean, this time yeah. that they spent, you know, performing and acting and together and all this stuff, they'll still be friends, obviously, but you'll never get this time back. And I'm sure that they were probably in that moment really actually feeling that way and crying. Honestly, yeah. Christina Applegate was the hottest chick that all the boys wanted to bang from the eighties. She now has this horrible debilitating condition. Her face is puffy. She's gained some weight, but yet here she is. She says, screw it. I'm going to close out my career. Cause I mean, I don't know if she's going to come back and do anything if she's capable of doing it. Um, and she just puts herself out there to me. She finishes on a super brave moment. She deserves an Emmy and she's, she's top notch in my, in my books. So yeah. I love this finale. I think it was perfect. What did you think about it? I love that, Debbie. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up all that stuff. It's so true about her. And I hadn't really thought about it that way, 
So yes, I totally agree. And I really do hope she wins an Emmy. They both deserve an Emmy. They do. Deserves an Emmy, the writing, the directing, everything. So I really appreciated in the beginning that it was on the beach and that Jen has this deja vu. And Judy says, it's a good sign. What did they say? It reminds your brain to... Oh, to remember? To remember. Yeah, I think that's what she said. Oh, a deja vu reminds your brain to remember. Yes. Yeah, because they say it again later. Yep. And they even said it. Betray- I think Charlie says it to Ben. Or no. I, yeah, Jan says it to Ben. Yes. Yeah, at the end when they're, when they're there. They're at the yeah. pool. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So Judy says that to Jen. And then later on, Jen says that to Ben. And I think that's what triggers her to want to tell eventually him. yeah get to that end thing that she says to him which we'll get to in just a second what i wanted to say about this was i love that we started on the beach in episode one and then they end on the beach and i'm not sure if i brought up beaches in this in the episode yet but i know me and you had talked about it previously so but yeah it's so true it reminded me of beaches mm-hmm if anyone has seen that movie with Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey, it's so good. Yes. Such a tearjerker. Such a tearjerker. About these two friends. And you hear the song in the background playing. I know. That's the glory of love. I'm thinking, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is so perfect. But the most moving scene of the finale was, and of the series, was when they're talking on that bed about Judy's decision to stay and not go home with Jen. I was there bawling with them. I just, I felt it because it was so real. It was real. Yeah. Uh, Judy tells Jen, I've had the best time. And she says, no, I've had the best time with you. Mm -hmm. And they tell each other they love each other. I read that this was the very last scene that they acted together and that they cried more than what the scene called for. I believe it. Because it was reality for them. They loved doing the show together. They connected with each other through Christina's diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like you said, we don't know if she'll be able to continue to act or not. I think I read somewhere that she may continue if maybe it's a smaller shoot or role. Maybe not so demanding. Yeah, she won't know until she's going through it because, of course, she doesn't know how she feels. Right. And I read a lot of times she couldn't really walk. That's why she's in the bed a lot or sitting down. And I thought that they did a great job of shooting all of that because it fit with everything that she was doing. But anyway, it was just, um, I thought that Judy walking out, well, when Jen wakes up and looks for Judy and you assume Judy walked out. I'm thinking, did Judy walk into the ocean? Ocean? And just not, I mean, is her body going to come up? I, I like know. Out. Are, are we I to thought, assume she's on that boat? I mean. And then I thought the boat. I'm yeah. like, what, what am I supposed to, what are we supposed to wonder? And I thought, how do you, I know she's supposed to walk away and that's fine. But yeah. eventually, where's Judy's body going to be? And I know. Then, you keep, if you have a friend, you can't help but thinking, should I go get her? Right. Do we have a funeral? Uh, <laughs> just all of that, right? Yeah. Goes on in your brain. So, uh, but for the series, I thought, okay, it, you know, 
what it represents makes sense. And then yeah. we see Jen drive home in the car and uh, then walks into the church that we spoke spoke about earlier. And of course, everybody shows up there because everybody now has been exonerated because they think it's the Greek mafia who killed. <laughs> oh, so crazy was the cause of all of this. Right, so. tied it all up with a nice big bow. Blame it on the Greek yeah. mafia. <laughs> My goodness, yeah. that was funny. And and then it ends like we were talking about just a few minutes ago about Ben and Jen talking and the cliffhanger. Basically, is oh my goodness, that she tells Ben, I have to tell you something. Dot, 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 and 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 scene. It's like, are you kidding me? You're gonna end it like that? Oh my but goodness, it was good. I thought that yes, was great, yes, though, yeah. right? Because, well, she's gonna tell him, she's going to tell him, she has to. But let's just say there was another season, that would be a great way to, oh my god, that'd be a great way to segue season. in. So good, but it tied up everybody, and it everything, did, it so. did. Yeah. Okay. So did you have any other thoughts or tidbits on the episode? Well, I love that they brought Katie Segal back. Katie Segal from Married with Children, you know, played Christina Applegate's mom. And Uh she was so smart. What a great way to wrap up, you know, the story with her as Judy's mom and kind of see her in a different light and also just rekindle her her friendship. And she's also very close to Christina Applegate. Actually, Christina Applegate recently got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Aww, and Katie yeah. Segal was there with her. So was Christina. Um, so was Linda Cardinelli. Um, yeah. So I love that they had her in in that scene. I, I like to believe that they brought her in the fold to kind of show because she wasn't wasn't a good mom to to Judy at all. Right. But I'd like right. to believe that maybe in the future she'll be there for Jen and Jen's family. Who knows? Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Another character I really liked, and I think he got some good screen time, was Nick the cop. He struggled with doing the right thing. Um, yeah. You know, that, that was his job. I think he felt obligated as a cop to do the right thing. But yet in the end, knowing that Judy was going to die... And that this family's already been through so much. All of them have been through so much with all the loss. He just decided to let the girls do their thing and give them time away instead of putting her away in jail right away. Yeah. He yeah. really struggled with that in that conversation with Perez and Perez, you know, wasn't going to make a decision for him. She let him make the decision and he did. So I like, I like that scene. I did a lot. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Any tidbits from you, Diana? Well, I, I'm so glad that you brought up uh, Katie because when I was watching it, I forgot that they were um, on the show and married with children. Oh, like it just didn't dawn on me because I'm just watching it. Yeah. And then when it ended, I'm like, wait a minute. They were in married, married I with love children that. together. Yeah. And so I just love that we saw them, you know, able to act together in this also because who, uh, we keep talking about Christina Applegate Christina. and where if she'll be able to act again. So it's really nice that they were able to reunite in the show. I agree. And, uh, so I thought that was really cool. Really special. And I did wonder for Jen, how hard it must have been for her character dealing with her mom having cancer and then Having her friend have cancer and then having them both die. Mm -hmm. It's just a hard thing when you have two really important people to you go through the same thing. I just think that the writing, oh man, they're just so good about 
bringing all these things together and it just makes it it draws people in. Mm-hmm. I also like Detective Perez. And what's funny is I don't remember when she flipped because it was in season two, but I don't remember when because at first she was so out to get them. Absolutely. But I love her character. And then she starts hiding things. Oh, yeah. And calling Jen to tell coordinate her yeah. stories and everything else. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I love this real life. Love the scene where she goes to where um, Glenn. What's his name? The FBI guy where oh. she goes to where he's been killed. And Mor- then the Mor- next scene, Moranis. Moranis. And then you see yeah. the next scene, her in her car. She's got. Lighter fluid and the folder with the the information that that he was gathering. She's going to go burn it up so that nobody could tie that to them. I love that. Uh, she was awesome. I didn't even notice that. I yes, so many That's little, so good, so great little exactly, things. Exactly right. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. Oh, you had said it earlier, but the, and I probably mentioned it too. But the cast, every single oh, person, so every many. person in the show was so good. And what I love about the FBI guy, it's Garrett Dillahunt, which I love. Yes. He's in Fear the Walking Dead and he's in a, a million other shows. Oh, he is too. in Fear the Walking Dead? I he's didn't know Fe- that. He was. Okay. He was. Okay. Hope I'm not giving any spoilers. <laughs> he was my favorite character in oh. Fear the Walking Dead. Well, besides um, Lenny James. Oh, okay. But those two guys, oh my gosh. Yeah, he's so good. He's such a good actor. All right. So let's get to our segment and the award goes to. So tell me, Debbie, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Um, well, I mean, gosh, there's so many great scenes, but I would say my favorite funny little moment was when Ben was in jail. Of course, he's having to call collect. She answers and they're running out of time and he tells her he loves her and then time elapsed. And she still tells him, I love you, I'm pregnant, and I killed your brother. (laughs) But, of course, he didn't hear any of that, right? But she wanted to get it off her chest so bad, so she did anyways. That was funny. That was funny. The look on her face, she just looks in the camera and she's like, hello, I'm I'm done. So funny. (laughs) Anyways. That's so funny. That was a good moment for me. Awesome. You know, for me, I love the emotional scenes always. And so I would always pick those, but I wanted to bring up because it is a comedy. I wanted to bring up a hilarious segment. And that was when Jen and Judy take the shrooms. (laughs) It was so damn funny, especially the second time that I watched it. It was hilarious because they were laughing at each other. And during their trip, yes, uh, they even talk about being scared for Judy and going through all these range of emotions. So it's like, even though they're in this comedy scene, they still have time to talk about something very true and emotional for them, Mm -hmm. which I really loved. And then Jen goes to the bathroom and Judy's all, don't look in the mirror. Yeah. (laughs) And Jen goes to the bathroom and the very last thing she does, she looks up and then she sees herself. Sees herself. To her mother. She sees her mom. Oh my gosh. And then she sees her mom almost like she's dead. Yeah. She's all gray looking. She looks like a walker, a zombie. Then she comes out and what's so funny is you see her hands on the door on the wall like she can't walk yes it's so funny she thinks she's having a heart attack 
And then she's like, drive me to the hospital. And then that's when um, uh, Judy said, I can't drive you. And so then she ends up having her son take her, Charlie. And Charlie starts like teasing his mom with his hands Hands. while she's still tripping. So funny. It goes on and on. And even at the hospital, Jen is still tripping and everybody's saying to her, yeah. What kind of drugs are you on? Yeah, exactly. And then that's where she finds out she's pregnant. Yeah. Which is, it's just the whole segment is so funny. Side note, she's taking shrooms. She's drinking all the time. She's taking all these things and she's pregnant. I know. So I just think and she's not just hilarious. newly pregnant. I don't know if you remember, but earlier she had talked about menopause. She's four months pregnant. I'm like, oh, but like you said, she said, I'm a hundred years old. She didn't think there was any way in, in, in chance in heck that she's ever going to be pregnant. So that was pretty funny. Right. That was a yeah, great moment. It was. All right. So why do you think this whole series worked? Because I really do think it did. And everybody loves this show. To me, it's really showing how a dysfunctional family really is. Friendships that are real in real life. This is how it is. You mean, you know, might not be set for TV and screen, but that's how it is. There's sorrow, there's love, there's loss. And the story shows all of that and more. So that's really, I mean, it was just a perfect series for me. What what did you love about it all in all? The idea that they find themselves in these outrageous situations, mm-hmm. uh, killing people and hiding it. <laughs> uh, you know, if in real life, you would be like, turn this person in. What are you doing? But right. in this comedic show series it's just it's fun to watch right because you're like oh how are they going to get away with this and you want them to get away with it which is hilarious and so i think and the fact that they can pull it off and things work in their favor that's it's just like magic it's Mm -hmm. just um it's great and i just and i love that and we talked about the cast we talked about the writing and Mm -hmm. i think that's why it works the acting is phenomenal. Please give them Emmys. They yes. all deserve it. Well deserved. And, uh, you know, and the fact that it tackles all these subjects that we've covered. And I do also want to mention, I love that they started and they ended with this grief mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that was a really good way to start it and end it. And how she has the baby there. Yeah. And she named her Joey. Joey. it was. So that was just really cute. That was super cute. The best thing, it's about friendship. And we all have friendships. And so to get through life, get you through whatever it is, you got to have that friendship because that's the most important thing. Agreed. And so I just, you, it'll help you get through anything that you need to get through. Absolutely. 100%. Love that. Great series. If you haven't watched it, you need to. Check out Dead to Me if you haven't. You've had all the spoilers. You might as well just go watch it now. (laughs) All right, Debbie. That wraps up our conversation on Dead to Me. I was going to say The Walking Dead. Isn't that funny? Oh, my goodness. But uh, Dead to Me. Is that still on your mind, The Walking Dead? I guess so. Probably because it has the word dead in there, too. Yeah. So... Uh, but I would love to know, do you have any holiday favorites or have you seen any holiday movies oh, that you would like to recommend? Absolutely. If you haven't seen Spirited, 
I just saw that over the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I went to visit my friend Susan and me, her and her daughter watched it. It's so cute with Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell and many others. And I mean, there's, it's a musical and it's loosely based on Scrooge, of course. Have you seen it yet, Diana? Yes, I did. Oh my gosh. Isn't it great? It is. They're, they're so good. They, the singing and dancing are like amazing. amazing. I mentioned that I felt like this could be a, a production, like a, you know, a show you go and see. A yes. live show. It's so good. Yes. It's so good. So five stars. Last night, I just watched the, the movie Amsterdam. It's on HBO with Margot Robbie. Oh, I haven't seen that. Christian Bale, who's one of my very favorite actors. Um, John David Washington, who I don't know, but he's amazing. Robert De Niro's in it. Um, wow. Anya, Ta- Anya Taylor Joy is in it. Wow. Rami okay. Malik is in it. Uh, there's crap, so many him. people, so many people. So why I loved it. Hmm. John David Washington is Denzel's son. Is that him? Yeah. Oh my goodness. He's amazing. So I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you too much about it. Cause if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. I have it, but what's the basic, like what, what's the, just in a line, what's the they, they premise? meet, they meet in Amsterdam, these three people, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and John David, they meet in Amsterdam during military wartime and become friends. I'm not going to tell you anything other than that. Oh. So it's, it's an odd story. And I, I wanted to look before I shared it. I wanted to look and see who was the writer and director. Um, because it was so well done. Again, you have to pay attention when you watch it. We watched it and had to rewind it like four or five times because I missed oh stuff. <laughs> and it was just such a trippy, interesting movie. Um, yeah, I'm not going to give too much away about it, but definitely put it on your list. TV shows. Honestly, I'm watching Fire, Firefly Lane too. So I'm not starting anything else right now, but during the holiday season, I was recommended to watch The Peripheral, which is on Amazon Prime. I'm in the middle of that. Have you seen that yet? No. Uh-uh. Oh, you have to add this on your list. So it's a trip. Uh, it's taking virtual reality. Um, and time travel into a whole new look. And it stars, um, uh, Chloe Grace Moritz. And then I don't know who plays her brother in it, but it's really a trippy show. And it kind of makes you think, Oh my goodness, is this what the future is going to be like to a whole new level? So those are a couple that I'm watching. Um, and I know we talked about Firefly Lane. You're watching that as well, right? Or you finished yeah. it? Yeah. No, I haven't finished season two yet. Okay, okay. So I loved season one. I loved thought it was it. really great. This is on Netflix for anyone who hasn't watched it. And now I'm on season two. So I can't wait to continue watching it. Have you finished it, Debbie? No, no, I haven't. Okay, cool. All right. So we'll, 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 we'll connect keep in when touch. we do. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to watch a holiday movie. I just did because, of course, we're in the holidays and I have so many old ones that I love recommend. And I do want to say one thing. Okay. So I recently went to New York city and we went to me and my friend, Michelle went and we went to the plaza because we wanted to be where (laughs) 
Home Alone, yes. where he went in Home Alone 2. And so we're like, oh, let's go to the plaza. So we went to the plaza. We had a nice drink there. Is it beautiful there? Yes. It's beautifully decorated. So... But so anyways, there's a lot of holiday uh, movies out that I love, Christmas Vacation, and just there's so many. But I wanted to watch a new one. And I so I watched Noel Diary. It's on Netflix. It's with Justin Hartley. Love him. And it's a nice movie. It's light. Okay. I mean, it is a romantic one. And, and so it's it's cute. It's a cute film. So if okay. you're looking for something to just watch that's not based on, you know, because a lot of these stories are recreated and they just spin it, right? But this is a little bit different. He's a writer who his mother recently passed away. So he goes home and he finds this diary of someone who lived in the house uh, with them. And it just explores that. And, and it's a little bit of a road trip in a way too, with this other woman that is introduced. So it's just, it's a nice movie. So I would recommend for anyone to watch it who just wants to... Something light and be, fun. Yeah, to watch. Now, when I was on my trip uh, home from New York, of course, got to watch something <laughs> to have For the, the four and a half, five hour flight yeah. or whatever it is. And so my friend Michelle had said, hey, have you seen Bad Mom's Christmas? I said, no. She goes, oh my God, you have to watch it. It's so funny. So of course I put it on. It's with Katherine Hahn, Myla Kunis. I, it's been out for a, a while, I know, yeah, but I'm yeah. behind on this. It's so Kristen good, though. Kristen Bell, Susan Sarandon, Kristen Baranski, or Christine Baranski, and Justin Hartley is here, too. So it's funny that I've seen two movies with him recently. And yes, I watched This Is Us, and we do have a podcast episode on that. So go watch that for anyone who has watched This Is Us. Anyway, it's a, it was a fun movie to watch at Christmas time. So those are my Christmas recommendations for now. I do want to thank you, Debbie, for joining me today and your recommendations. I appreciate them so much. And I can't wait to watch some of the ones that you've recommended here. Well, I appreciate your invite and I enjoyed myself tremendously. And I hope that everybody had a great time listening to us. So thank you. Yeah, I know. I want to Thank everybody that has joined us and is listening to this podcast episode. I want to wish you happy holidays. I hope you all stay safe and healthy and just do what brings you joy. This, I believe, is the last episode of 2022. And so we'll be coming to you with new content in 2023. I may change it up a little bit. So if there's anything you truly enjoy or would like to see more of, I really encourage you to reach out to me at screensinfocus at gmail.com um, or you can go to our website and connect with me there or through social media. I would love to hear from you. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens and Focus and tell a friend we would love more members of our TV club. You can rate and review the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This will help other listeners find us. We'll be back in the new year. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody.